Welcome to the Pharmacy Future Leaders Podcast with your host, Tony Guerra. The Pharmacy Future Leaders is part of the Pharmacy Podcast Network, focusing on pharmacy student perspectives, interviews, and the future outlook of our pharmacy industry. This is Brandon Gerleman, fourth year doctor of pharmacy student at the University of Iowa College of Pharmacy, and you're listening to the Pharmacy Podcast. Before we start our interview with Brandon Gerleman, I'd like to take a moment and thank all of the pharmacy students who've been tweeting to hashtag pharmacy future leaders in support of the segment focusing on pharmacy student perspectives, interviews, and the future outlook of our industry. We want to announce the winner of our little contest, uh, one of the pharmacy students who tweeted to us, uh, pharmacy future leader Kelsey Japs, uh, doctor of pharmacy candidate 2017 of Drake University School of Pharmacy and Health Science. Uh, and pharmacy intern with Hy-Vee Pharmacy in Des Moines, Iowa. Kelsey tweets from her handle, KelseyJ14. Congratulations, Kelsey. Uh, the Pharmacy Future Leader segment, part of the Pharmacy Podcast Network, will provide you with your ASHP Mid-Year Conference Pass. Uh, we want to encourage all Pharmacy Future Leaders to share this show with fellow students, professors, and alumni to help raise awareness of dynamic innovators in pharmacy. Thank you. Today's guest is a fourth-year University of Iowa pharmacy student who was president of the NCPA student chapter, which recently won the National NCPA Most Improved Chapter of the Year. He was also vice president of the Graduate and Professional Student Government and comes from Winterset, Iowa. If you don't know Winterset, it's in Madison County, which was made very popular through the novel and film The Bridges of Madison County. Winterset's also the birthplace of John Wayne. Uh, Before entering pharmacy school, he earned his bachelor's in health science with a minor in economics from the University of Iowa. Brandon, welcome to the Pharmacy Podcast. Are you ready to tell us about Winterset? Hey, hey, Tony, thanks for having me. I'm always ready to brag about Winterset. Awesome. Well, everyone's leadership road is a little bit different. Tell us what you're doing now and how you got there. You bet. Well, currently I'm on the, the fourth year uh, of pharmacy school at Iowa. I'm utilizing this this clinical portion to put to use that therapeutic knowledge I gained the past three years and to really gain experiences on these uh, these rotation sites that, that can help me build clinical initiatives in my future pharmacy pro- uh, practice. I'm a little under seven months out from proudly serving as a local pharmacist at Montrose Pharmacy in Winterset. And I'm actually six months and 19 days from graduation in County. That's very exciting. <laughs> I've actually been working at Montrose for the past six years. During my time there, I've developed an immense passion for independent community pharmacy practice. I've been blessed with the opportunity to work with four tremendous pharmacists spanning across three generations. And I honestly see how they go above and beyond every single day to take care of that patient. Montrose Pharmacy, we, we've actually been serving the, the population in the community of Winterset since 1921. Uh, we also have the fun little niche of having an old-fashioned fountain that provides that kind of nostalgic dining experience. Tell us a little bit about your current APPE rotation. Uh, we have an elective non-clinical APPE rotation here at DMAC. Uh, you don't really see patients, rather you see students. Uh, you uh, get to practice teaching in a couple of classes and uh, the class is your own rather than being a teaching assistant. But what's your current rotation like right now? It's going well. We only have about uh, two weeks left on this rotation. I'm down in Washington County at Washington County Hospitals and Clinics. It's about a half hour south Iowa City on on Highway 1. And really, the reason I chose this one, it's that general hospital requirement for fourth year. uh, And it's very similar size to, to Winterset. 
Okay, well, let's talk about the business of pharmacy. The Pharmacy Podcast is about the business of pharmacy, and you are a millennial, and you and the pharmacy you work for have embraced social media as part of that business. Uh, I talked with you earlier about what people respond to in a smaller town of 5,000. Can you speak to what events your specific patient population is looking for from your social media content? Yeah, great question, Tony. Uh, For us, social media is really about the community. The most interactions that we have come from promoting community events, specifically those that are kind of involving, you know, health. Uh, The other part of that is connecting with local businesses and celebrating uh, store employees. We also utilize RxWiki to to post kind of daily or every other day health information uh, for our patients. As far as my role in marketing, it revolves around showcasing all that we offer at Montrose, which, by the way, Happy uh, Happy Pharmacy Week. Oh, yeah. Happy Pharmacy Week and Happy Pharmacy Technicians Day just a couple of days ago. So a very exciting week for pharmacy. Uh, well, tell us a little bit about your local political aspirations. I found that really interesting uh, when you return home. Yeah. Well, uh, I, I have the ambitions to become mayor of Winterset sometime in the future. Having parents and a twin sister that are super involved in the community efforts, uh, naturally, it's been, I've, I've become inclined to really want to step up and help out. I want to be that individual that helps bridge the gap of where we are and where we want to be as a community. I believe this mayor role will allow me that opportunity to put into action my passion for my hometown. Well, a couple of days ago, we uh, listened to the third um, of the debates, and uh, that moderator was really good, asked some very, very tough questions to both candidates. So I will ask your first tough question uh, to you as candidate for mayor. Okay, so as mayor, you decide to tweak the Shop Small campaign, and Shop Small means that you're investing in your local community, to Shop Small, Sell Big. This means that uh, you're not only going to uh, buy in town, but you're also, as area business is going to start working together through social media, letting those outside of town uh, know what Winterset offers. So I'm going to read businesses from www.madisoncounty.com forward slash full hyphen day hyphen itinerary. And I just want you to tell me a little bit about each business uh, so we can get to know a little bit more about what they do. So we'll start with the Madison County Chamber of Commerce's Welcome Center. Yeah, the, the chamber and the Heather Riley, that executive director, they really do a great job of promoting Winterset as that that destination, that weekend destination, shopping destination, and uh, and really trying to track that tourism spot because we, we we are a tourist attraction to, uh, southwest of Des Moines here. Uh, what about the Bakery Unlimited? Oh man, Marsha Sparks does a great job on those donuts. Okay, well, donuts are for breakfast and uh, unfortunately sometimes for me for lunch. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What about uh, Pine Creek Limited? Pine Creek, well, uh, Bill Moody does a fantastic job with, with that store, and uh, my mom probably spends a little too much in there. <laughs> what about Madison County Mercantile? Madison County Mercantile, a uh, great spot to pick out that last minute Christmas present. And I said angel wings and collectible treasures, and you corrected me with... Yeah, it's actually uh, angel wings and country things. You know, we're, <laughs> we're small town USA over here. But, okay. Um, angel wings is right next door to, to Montrose, and Nicole does a great job of setting up that store. Okay, and uh, the First Avenue Collective? First Avenue Collective, that's actually uh, where that old county jail used to be. A really, really neat experience to go in there sometime. Sounds good. What about uh, Rodell's Smokehouse? 
Riddell Smokehouse, uh, right across the street from the brand new John Wayne uh, Birthplace Museum. Great spot for uh, uh, that beef brisket sandwich and that barbecue fix. All right. And uh, Winterset Cidery looks like it's a little bit outside of town on Highway 169. Yeah, well, the Winterset Cidery, uh, it's relatively new. Gary and Debbie Heck do a really good job. Uh, uh, and, you know, that fall weather, apple cider, hard apple cider, even better. So great spot. Okay. The Northside Cafe? Northside Cafe. Walter Janke does a really good job of uh, um, diversifying that menu. And that, that cafe is really known for its role in the, the Bridges of Madison County, the film. Okay. What about the White Lion's Bed and Breakfast? The White Lions Bed and Breakfast, uh, it, uh, owned by really good family friends, Mark and Kayla Hawkins. They took an old, gorgeous Victorian home and really turned it into that comfortable, homey, bed and breakfast feel. Okay, and the Cobblestone Inn. Cobblestone Inn just got built a, a re- relatively recent here, and that uh, that adds one more spot to not only make Winterset that healthcare destination, but uh, not only the shopping destination, but also that weekend destination. Awesome. Well, you're involved in an initiative that helps bring and keep professionals moving towards rural underserved areas. Uh, This sounds like uh, really when you're talking about uh, other stores, you're not talking about stores, you're talking about people. Uh, So tell me a little bit more about uh, that Uh, initiative that you're working on because i think uh, some of the millennials would like to maybe go to smaller towns Uh, what are you doing to move that uh, initiative forward you bet well the initiative is all about uh, uh, staying local and keeping that local talent back home so it's an initiative from uh, gpsg that'd be the, the graduate professional student government at iowa and we're really trying to gain traction and we are gaining traction at, at the state capitol in des moines This is a tax incentive that we're trying to keep these graduates from graduate and professional programs at state institutions to remain in Iowa after graduation. Currently, the GPSG president, who uh, is really taking the the bull by the horns on this one and, and, and running with it, he has support from both Democrats and Republicans. And we have language being crafted with LSA at the Capitol. You know, this initiative is really important because it keeps It keeps all those that have been trained at Iowa institutions, it keeps them in Iowa to practice and remain in the state and really plant those roots. Uh, This one's a really easy argument with healthcare professionals as we have so many provider deserts uh, as we are, you know, at the end of the day, a mostly rural state. Um, So hopefully, cross my fingers in the next couple of years, we've got legislation out there that will really support and really try to incentivize these young professionals to stay in small town USA. Yeah, provider desert is a very uh, visual graphic, but that sounds like exactly what it is. Uh, What do you feel is your area of expertise? What are two things we can really learn from what you do? Well, in addition to becoming a a medication expert, I'm also a fitness and nutrition enthusiast. Uh, I'm a real big proponent of the value of lifestyle interventions and the role of preventing disease progression. And I try to take every opportunity I can to include my role as a health and lifestyle coach whenever I'm talking about a medication um, with with a patient. Well, tell us how you became a leader and how your perception changed uh, when that happened. Honestly, I cannot emphasize enough the amount of opportunities that the University of Iowa College of Pharmacy has provided me. On top of the the new forward-thinking curriculum that that has just been implemented that, unfortunately, I don't have a chance to be a part of, but on top of that, 
There are pharmacy organizations for every single interest. The students, graduates, and faculty at Iowa maintain a legacy of leadership in healthcare at the state, national, and international levels, providing excellent examples to follow. My faculty mentor, Dr. Jeff Reist, really became a father figure for me at the college and challenged me to get involved. The chips fell into place and I was fortunate enough to have the ability to help bring an NCPA student chapter to Iowa. This led me down the path of becoming vice president my second year and president during my third year. I can't talk uh, enough about Iowa without talking about Dean Latender. Uh, Dean Latender really encourages involvement from day one. He sponsors the IPA, Iowa Pharmacy Association membership for every single student during their entire four years of pharmacy school. That's powerful. It really sets a tone for students as IPA does a tremendous job for the profession. You know, Dean Latender really walks the talk. Uh, as far as my perception and attitude, they've really gone from that sense of appreciation for what leaders such as Bob Greenwood, Matt Osterhaus, and Randy McDonough, what they've done for the state and this, for this profession to a mindset of wanting to roll my sleeves up, jump in and, and kind of help further advance that profession right next to them. Yeah, I'd heard about them. Uh, they were actively involved in the University of Iowa Community Pharmacy Residency Program, uh, and I know they were regionally uh, awarded. And now I just recently, uh, I know Randy McDonough, certainly, uh, Matt Osterhaus, I've seen them in the national uh, scene, national awards. Uh, so fantastic uh, mentors you have there. And then I did want to talk about Dean Latendra for just a minute, because I I met him uh, in 2009, and I've had two chances to sit down one-on-one -on -one with him. And, and what really impressed me about him is that when you're talking one-on-one -on -one to him, I can only count a handful of people that can do this. He absolutely looks at you in a way to make clear that he is 100% tuned into what you're saying, part sincerity, part genuinely wanting to understand. Uh, and I can only believe that the transformation and progress there at Iowa, the new building, the new curriculum, uh, all the things that are going well uh, to make it a, a national leader uh, have come from uh, that uh, leadership. And it seems like a lot of that listening, uh, the seeing the needs of your local community is part of your social mission uh, that you're on to move yourself, your pharmacy and your town forward. Uh, but let's uh, take a minute and maybe uh, look at one of the biggest challenges you might have had. What's the worst thing uh, that happened to you as a leader and, and how did you get yourself through it? Um, well, that, that probably has to be the, the tendency that I have to say yes to everything. I really want to jump at every opportunity presented in front of me, uh, the, especially through my third year. I was very, very involved to the point where I was probably maybe spreading myself a little too thin, not quite giving that 100% to every organization and committee I belong to. I was fortunate enough to have great individuals around me that I could delegate tasks out to. Uh, you know, I would really say surround yourself with like-minded folks and only good things can happen. Uh, this was definitely the case uh, with the national NCPA chapter of the year designation without the great exec team that I had around me and a passionate group of members that we had, we would not have had that success that we had this past year. Additionally, I need to give a, sh a good shout out. Uh, you need to have a great support system. My girlfriend was very supportive this past year and continues to, to support all these uh, endeavors I have. Well, I've got three kids, three five-year-olds, and I couldn't do it without my wife. And, and I know what it is to have the support of family. And it sounds like uh, everyone around you really is supporting and excited for uh, the things that you're going to be doing. But uh, tell us about a time maybe when you had an epiphany that uh, changed how you thought about something. 
<laughs> Honestly, this one's an easy one for, for anyone who knows me. It was the minute I learned what a PBM was. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> um, as I continued to kind of edu- educate myself as to what a PBM was, what their role is in healthcare, my disgust only grew. From underwater max to DIR fees to PBM clawbacks, these unethical PBM tactics are directly threatening my future and the future and the health of my patients. I haven't even begun to practice pharmacy yet, and I'm already tired of it. I'm already tired of the practices that are restricting pharmacists from providing that optimal care. Uh, I currently serve on the IPA Legislative Committee, and I plan to stay involved on these legislative issues surrounding pharmacy for the rest of my career. I'm really hopeful that we're gaining attention on the federal level with H.R. 5951 and H.R. 244. These are both kind of addressing retroactive DR fees and uh, kind of the the MAC uh, transparency. So hopefully we're having traction and we'll continue to have traction there. You're talking very eloquently about some very difficult problems in pharmacy. So uh, your education, not only uh, clinically, but uh, with what's going on and the challenges that you'll have uh, eventually as a business owner are pretty clear. Um, but let's let's talk a little bit about the job market. Uh, so you personally uh, have this um, place that you're going to go to, Montrose Pharmacy. You've made that commitment. Uh, but uh, there's been some negatives, some positives. Uh, but you've said that it's a, a positive outlook that you really have on the current pharmacy job market. Absolutely. You know, while the pharmacy job market isn't really where it was 10 years ago, there are still many fantastic opportunities out there as there are so many avenues in, in, in this profession. As that baby boomer generation continues to age and the physician shortage gap continues to widen, pharmacists will have the opportunity to step up and be recognized as providers. My advice to everyone is to, to network. You know, go out there, talk to other pharmacists, see what they're doing, see what's going good for them, what's going bad for them. That networking with NCPA and IPA has really allowed me to bounce ideas off these other successful independent community pharmacists and to really see what they're doing and those job opportunities. You know, it's Tony, it's all about who you know. No, I have to agree with you there. Um, well, uh, what's one thing you're most excited about now? That's probably jumping off that last question. I am beyond excited for the future of this profession. I'm counting down the days until I uh, until I join Montrose Pharmacy as a pharmacist. Fueled by a couple of performance initiatives in the state, we are confident that we're building a fantastic value-based a focused model at Montrose. Uh, we're using clinical assessments on every patient every time they're at the pharmacy counter. Uh, I have that desire to commit these clinical programs to increase that collaboration with local docs and ultimately improve the health of our patients. Eventually, I want to pursue BCPS certification and uh, thinking about that certified diabetic educator uh, certification kind of down the line. You know, at Montrose, um, we're not in the business of merely distributing medications. We are in the business of improving health outcomes. That being said, I still throw out the question of when will our profession get to the point we are paid for our worth and not just supplemented for our, our reimbursement losses? You know, at the end of the day, community pharmacy is not a cost center. We are absolutely an investment center. You have just tremendous joy, tremendous happiness, uh, and uh, going towards graduation right now. Uh, what blankets of 
advice would you have for someone that that wants to get to uh, that place where you are right now? Great question, Tony. Uh, It has to be finding those great mentors out there that you want to model yourself after. I was privileged with having some excellent examples to follow. The pharmacist at Montrose Pharmacy, Jeff Olson and Jason Sultan, they ignite my passion for the profession on a daily basis. I cannot wait to serve beside them in community pharmacy, work next to them every single day. I mean, their passion, if you think I'm passionate, you got to talk to those two guys. Um, additionally, my, my dad actually played football at Iowa on, on the offensive line, had the ability to start in the, the Rose Bowl and Peach Bowl. And having him as a father figure uh, really helped instill my work ethic at a young age. You know, I, I grew up knowing the meaning of hard work. I also had a, uh, my father was a little bit different in that he's a, it was an immigrant and uh, he really uh, wanted me to have a better life than he did. And uh, it sounds like we were both very lucky uh, to have excellent role models. Uh, and uh, that sounds like the best way to go and something I've heard from uh, other successful uh, NCPA uh, leaders like yourself. So uh, how do you prefer uh, someone contact you? I'm sure with all this excitement, they would uh, definitely want to find out a little bit more about uh, how to have this kind of life, this kind of uh, success. Absolutely. Well, I invite everyone to contact me and connect with me on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and email. Uh, my Twitter handle is B-G-E-R-L-E-M-A-N. Sounds good. Well, we'd like to finish with a couple of just quick hit questions. Uh, what's your best daily ritual? That has to be, uh, you know, I, I'm really highly routine driven and I try to automate every part of my life uh, and as many parts of my life as I can with habit loops. You know, I wake up at the same time every day at 4.47. I work out at the same time every day at 5 5.32 in the morning. And I really plan and track everything I eat every day. What's the best career advice you've ever received? It has to be from my boss, uh, the owner of Montrose Pharmacy. He always says, the most dangerous phrase in the English language is, we've always done it this way. You know, he always challenges us uh, to be sharpening the blade and improving. What inspires you? The strong desire to be like my dad. Uh, he is the most impactful driving force in my life. He's my best friend. He's the biggest devil's advocate in my life as well. He's always encouraging me and challenging me to improve. Flat out, I would not be the person I am today without him. Well, Brandon, thanks for being on the Pharmacy Podcast, Pharmacy Future Leaders. Awesome. Thanks, Tony. If you're a pharmacy future leader interested in being on the pharmacy podcast, please contact me on Twitter at Tony underscore PharmD. If your organization is interested in sponsoring this pharmacy future leaders podcast, please go to pharmacypodcast.com under contact to contact Todd Yuri. Thanks again for listening to the pharmacy podcast. Thanks for listening to the Pharmacy Future Leaders Podcast with your host, Tony Guerra. Be sure to share the show with the hashtag Pharmacy Future Leaders. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.